Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon and happy All Saints Day, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating people and the most helpful advisors in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And do you know what you're going to be wearing next year? And do you know why? Well, today's guest, Emily Liu, has the answers to both questions, and her answers, my friend, are going to surprise you. Emily is one of those rare individuals who combines long, the long experience in the fashion industry with long, hard marketing research, and she's got that gifted intuition to determine just what people on this planet want to wear and what her clients need to design and produce. So, whether you are an account manager trying to get all the best sponsors for your radio stations program like Erica or uh, you're a C-suite level consultant uh, ever trying to impress and provide salvations for your new corporate clients like Stephen, just pull your chair up a little closer, join our Feast of Wisdom all carefully cuisined to make up your careers and get that career thriving and to get your ventures flourishing. Emily, I'm so glad that you could come uh, join us after returning from all your globe-trotting fashion forays. I understand you are, you've just come back in Barcelona, where all went well, except at the last minute somebody uh, somebody stole your phone from you? Or? Yeah, let probably know my phone got the valuable passing information. <laughs> but Uh-oh. yeah, so my phone was gone so. still and, and yeah, but still it was a wonderful trip in Barcelona. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a grand city, I know. I've always enjoyed it and uh so now due to this theft I hope we don't see um a whole new line of fashion coming out at the bull ring next year. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway, but but a, a little a little trip, uh, a little bit of wisdom from a, a, a global traveler myself. When uh, we think very much about preparing uh, all our uh, hiding and uh, all our papers and wallets and so forth, and then we wear this phone on our great big belt. I'm not saying Emily did, but I'm just saying that. Uh, as Emily has noted, has a lot of information. So just take care, my friends. And moving on in, Emily, the the you are dealing in long-range planning, which in any, any other industry is a total snore. But in the, the head-spinning, revolving world of fashion, just who's going to be wearing what next year? It, it's not only vital for the industry, uh, of course, but it holds a real global fascination. So yeah. could you tell me, I had always thought that it was just a few name designers who got together at some bar and dictated what the well-dressed ladies and gentlemen will wear. Is that the way it is, is it, or is it more of a democracy? It's very interesting because it used to be a leading brand or a leading icon person they can dominate this industry by certain image. But since something happened, it doesn't work in that way anymore. Can you guess what that is? The same yeah, the internet. Yeah. yeah. Since the internet oh. happened, it just became democracy. Because 
nowadays, when the cattle or runway show is going on, normally the front seat is reserved. It used to be reserved for all those um, who has media power, like a journalist or like a um, celebrity. But now they reserve the seat for blogger, blogger. Basically, on the the, the oh. media, uh-huh. yeah. So now, definitely, the fashion has become democracy. Everybody gets their own point of view about mix and matching how the fashion is. They have their own way, their media to broadcast it about how it should be. So even the first, the high fashion designer, they now take a lot of inspiration from the street fashion. Yeah. So it's. Definitely, no yeah, democracy. Yes, it is. So yeah. it we so the few snooties have been turned on their head. The nobility has fallen prey to the desires of the masses through the internet. Thank heavens! Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. Okay. Now, with that brief and tempting nosh at today's feast of wisdom, um, I, I I'm fascinated with this. So, but allow me to fulfill my duties as proper host before we delve any further into the feast and, and perhaps give you a few utensils to better digest all we're about to have. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's the most important position you'll really ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you begin to banish the ghosts of former failures and put the past in the perspective where it belongs and with a little bit of a laugh? Or will you allow your imagination to further burden today's progress and fun? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I think you need to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book, which I am pulling now into my hand, and I am thumbing through here. Here we go, here we go, toward the end. This is number 97. A broker Mm -hmm. is an investor with the courage to seek personal profits by risking other people's money. (laughs) And as an afterthought, The key to investing is to treat all the cash as if it were your own, but to remember all the struggle that was required to earn it. So enjoy the game, but view the earnings more as a windfall than as just desserts. And if you smirked a bit at that uh, last quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit BartsBooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you are going to be the cleverest, most agile-witted charmer who is going to lighten all the slaving load of your chain gang at work. And as a third utensil, uh, perhaps we should appropriately entitle this the slender, well-clad soup spoon, we, uh, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who noted, he had a lot of people saying to us that we should have combined a donkey with a rabbit and gotten a flying unicorn. Well, those strange words were spoken by none other than the CEO of Time Warner, who is currently embroiled in another $85 billion merger with AT&T, Mr. Jeffrey Bukes. And stick with us, my friend, because later in the show, blurting your way, comes another quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the name of that author, simply scribble the sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.
com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with our utensils in hand, come mantle on your most scintillating sense of prognostication. Step alluringly into the world of fashion forest, for fashion forecasting. Sorry, Emily. Uh, guided by one of the uh, runway's really most accurate predictors, Miss Emily Liu. Now, Emily, what about the retail stores? I mean, so the the large buyers of the fashion product. Okay, it's democratized. But you've got things like Macy's with 23.5 billion in in sales. They've got 22% of the apparel industry. How do they deal with and and how do they depend on fortune forecasting? Yeah, a lot of people think about like a job like a buyers or like a designer. They say it's very fancy, it's very well, it's just <laughs> but it's actually it's a very high pressure job, and normally, oh. uh, the, yeah, in this industry, uh, the designer have to prepare much earlier than buyer, like Messi, the retailer, because about sure, sure. eighteen months ahead, the fabric designer has to be ready and have to make a decision what color or what pattern is going to be used, and so it can year, be ready. A year and a half from now. Exactly, and a year and a half, they have to make they have to make decision. Otherwise, half a year later, the garment cannot have nothing to put order because they have to put order they have to put the order to the fabric they're going to use. So they have to know what eighteen months after will be hit in the market. They want to do something to sell. So um, that will be a very very top decision. So then that's the time we work with designer before they start their product developing. So we were given, our job is like we are giving them the map of that season 18 months later. So they have the map for the general guidance about what that season is and then the star they position themselves um, because every brand or every retailer they actually have their own positioning in the market they're especially for which kind of customer yeah so they have to position themselves and uh, try to decide how much they're going to adapt into their next season product yeah so we are working before with them before their product development started yeah that that's how we work together. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's amazing. Now, I, I, you were saying that that of course each retailer has its own particular kind of sale. What kind of uh, t- what kind of uh, retailer would uh, be be trying to sell to sort of old shabby radio hosts who never pay much attention to what they they look like and so forth? I mean, like you know, is, is that Rags R Us or is that? Uh, <laughs> Is that who who, uh, would sell that to us? Yeah, but actually, a lot of people thought, um, oh, the fashion is not for me. I don't look at Mm -hmm. high fashion. But actually, unless you don't wear clothes, then you must buy something. And the shop (laughs) you are shopping, 
they they actually have a trend, and that trend was come from there's some there there's some there come from somewhere. It come from a high trend. Sometimes your shop is an early adapter because you're early adapter, and that's the shop you go to. And if you're a late adapter, it probably the trend will come to you, and um, after maybe six months or after twelve months, and different kind of it, the the shop and the designer have to decide for their customer how much. And how late, how early they're gonna adopt the trend? Yes. Wow, that's. I guess the thing is. So what you're saying is that you aren't forecasting what the people want to wear. You're forcing. You're, you're forecasting what they will want to wear, in, in a time which makes it even difficult. Um, yeah, it, it, it sounds. It, it sounds fantastic, Emily. For. for for what about the people, uh, our listeners who might be considering going into this field? Uh, could could you tell us a little bit about your own history, what you did, and uh, how what got you into fashion forecasting? Where did it all begin? I started my career in fashion industry by establishing a brand, uh, many brands, for department store in Taiwan. Because in Asia, the department store is very, very competitive. Probably every 500 meters, there's one department store. And if they carry <laughs> all the same brand, then it's hard for them to fight each other. So the department store right. needs to own their own brand. So my job is establish their own brand for the department store. So I have to establish a lot of different brands, including women, uh, several women's wear, evening gowns, or ready-to-wear, or accessories, or even I was managing a cosmetic brand. So I actually be experienced, and I am um, very good at selling, to know what is selling in the market. Because... Um, it's all about selling um, the design uh, and fashion. Uh, it could, it's not artistic expression. It's about selling. You, you have to know what's going to sell. So after I have the solid experiences, um, a few years, I joined a fashion forecasting company in London, 2003. And that is the time the Internet started booming. And trend forecasting industry totally changed to another direction. It used to be, fashion used to be much slower. They're just autumn, winter, oh. they just spring, summer, two seasons. Yeah, right. Well, I always remember, nice, I grew up with a fashion right? season. What, this season's new stuff, right? right? Yeah, but, but that's it, it used to be. Oh, good time. There's a two season, but after internet age and everything become faster, the retailer or brand, some fast fashion brand, they claim they are they have a new style every day. So the fashion trend forecasting also become internet based. So I start working, joining the new kind of uh, in forecasting, which means that uh, much faster okay. and we collect and that, all and the information. Yeah, collect all the information globally, and so we can create a report to to handle all the style coming up every day. And so that's the time I changed my career to fashion forecasting, doing the fashion forecasting in London. Yeah. And, okay. So, and so now, you were yeah. in London and you did this. I think that's fascinating. I it's uh, the one thing that I that you've said, and I, I really think it is a, a quill pen moment. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a timeless truth, so I hope you will take your quill pen, dip it in the inkwell, and jot this down. Emily has just said that 
artistic expression is all very well and good, but fashion and every other business, it's about selling. It's what will sell. It's not what is artistic. And I think if you have that in your business uh, little portal, you will do just fine. <laughs> well, Emily, you, you say that the, the lifestyles are changing all all over. Uh, could, could you um, give a, a look at... Let, Let's look at the American lifestyle today. What are some of the, the ways that, that we are now living that is going to change uh, our lifestyles? So give us a couple of uh, an example. Uh, that's very interesting because fashion is more than just color and shapes and um, a pattern now. It's actually it's a mirror. It's really reflecting our culture and what's happening every day. For example... Okay, everybody knows nowadays the women are getting stronger. When we say stronger, it's, most, it's everywhere. You can see a lot of countries' president is now the female, including we have right. the election uh-huh. here. We have a yeah, candidate, president candidate is female. And we have a lot right, of right. important CEO is female. So women, women are getting sure. stronger in career and everywhere you could see. And that has an influence on fashion, which means – uh, including men's fabric, it used the men's fabric it means the suit fabric it used to be used for men's suit. It also applied to women's wear as a dress, ah. and also as a reflect on accessory. That there's a lot of variety. So you're saying that, for, that you want that power reflected somehow. That, that yes. the power needs to be reflected. And something right. interesting about accessory, especially sales was rise, and because there's a lot of uh, flat, expensive shoes being sold. It used to be women and former occasions, like they, they to show their woman attire, they, they wear high heel. But now women yeah, right. are more stronger. They don't want to be uncomfortable. So they're more ah. flat shoes. Fly and expensive former shoes to be sold. They, don't, they want to be comfortable as men. <laughs> All right. Well, like, the, yeah, the, by the so. way, does this mean, does this mean that, that uh, all, all fashion wear from presidents aside, does this mean that, that all you women are going to go back to white pantsuits? <laughs> Anyway, women will do what women want to do, and men will have nothing to say. <laughs> and also for men, interesting is for the last ten years, because more men, uh-huh. more according to the research, more dads are stayed at stayed at home more than women more than ten years ago, and men are more encouraged to release their inner softness. So. A lot more flora print. Oh, so, so you're, does this mean I get get more underwear sales? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so am I working in my underwear? Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> so men's men's shirt get more pattern, more flora, more. It's very interesting. And one seminar, and one seminar, I, what I try to do when I have a seminar with uh, older designers, I'm trying to expressing how men and women's trend has been like equally or even exchanged. So I was. Uh, I was uh, displaying a lot of photos of the runway, and I tried to cover right. the head part, the head, the model of the, right. the head of the models, and the athlete to guess this is a woman's wear or this is a man's wear. Oh, a lot you're of designers gathered wrong. 
because all the lace and all this front is actually on men, and all the men no suits, yeah, the stripes are actually on women, and so that's reflect well our culture and what is happening right now. Indeed, yes. Well, lace, you know, goes back to uh it it goes back to actually the late uh the, the late shakespearean times the early 1600s when you would wear lace because it was a sign of wealth and you'd wear it uh, yeah. outside your armor so uh-huh. yeah i guess all things are possible uh at this point uh i i am utterly uh, amazed by all the things I'm hearing, and i'm trying to keep my head into the masculine mode here and uh suggest that we now take a pause from uh, all that Emily has been, been heaping upon us and take a brief sorbet and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among several other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And uh, Prometheus invites you to visit uh, its online store, bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and browse through its bookstore, let your fingers stroll around through the previews of things like the Disney Way, uh, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself, Jumpstarting Your Business in 30 Days, and the Membership Economy. Some some absolute fabulous books. And while you're there, by the way, don't forget to click on that little blue mailbox. It will uh, give you that the another quip, a little laughter that you so richly deserve, and uh, just press that button, and Alakazam, a trebling fugue of laughter, will come winging your way each week through the inestimably overloaded enigma of email, and and, and one other thing is that several of you have asked, they've said that you'd like to get more involved in the Art of the CEO show. You want to learn more about our guests and about when, where they'll be presenting and what they'll be authoring next, and you may want to personally contact them. In answer to your many heartfelt pleas, we uh, invite you to pick up your agile fingers and visit theartoftheceo.com. That is our show website. That's T-H-E-A-R-T-O-F-T-H-E-C-E-O.com. And there you can find all our shows. You can find profiles of all our guests and ways to get to know them better. And I also know that many of you have written and said that you'd like to get uh, your your message heard. You want to increase sales uh, on the art of the CEO. And you may want to sponsor a quip or a quote or an entire show. Again, visit theartoftheceo.com with your carpally dexterous texting thumbs and just click on advertise and we will make all of that possible to get you and your voice heard where it needs to be among the people who count. And speaking of fantastical uh, places that count, uh, such as the runway, and uh, let us pick up the threads of where we left off and return to fashion forecaster Emily Liu as she guides us through the maze of forecasting. Um, Emily, could you give us uh, a little summary of... uh, how of how your research goes you're you're trying to establish uh you've been your client has said i want to know the new kind of dress that that women are going to be wearing if 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 i'm allowed to say dress anymore i don't know uh um but but uh, the, the kind of wear for the upcoming season which is 18 months ahead of us uh how how do you do the research who do you talk to uh whom do you, what are the indicators give us a sample 
Actually, um, because, you know, as we say, the fashion is a democracy right now. We really have to have to have the information from all over the world. So we regularly have to have the fashion catalog, all the information, and have the trade show information, and have the retailer information. When we say the retailer information, it means we really have the all the journalists to take what's really selling, what is displaying in the window in every city and all for the all the men brands or middle price brand. We really have the photo for every day, every week, whether you are selling in Barcelona and New York. And we got to have all the data. So we have a lot of data so we can analyze it. So when we do the well, now analyzing... Well, when you say journalists, yeah. excuse me, Emily, when you say journalists... Yes. Do you also mean, yes, the, the traditional print media, so, but do you mean bloggers as well? Do you have a big list of bloggers that you go through? Uh, no, it's really uh, the trend forecast company. We have the journalist. The journalist was basically stationed in every men's city. They have to take oh, that photo I for see. us and send it back to headquarters so as we can oh. analyze them. Yeah. So it's just like a stock market. Your stock market is oh. forecasting some which star is going to up or down. And for us, we have the, enough information to forecast which color or, for say, yellow is getting stronger or is getting weaker. So we have enough information <laughs> to tell us so. <laughs> yes. So basically, now is, okay, now, are, yeah. are these colors, by the way, are they indicative of our global or national or cultural mood uh, or not? Is that just, they just come and go with whimsy? Uh, seasonally, nowadays, because of the Internet thing, so uh, it's really going globalization, yeah. So a city, a, a, a young boy, a, a young people in China and in Western world, they probably receive the same information because of the Internet. It used to be like an area, but now it's more and more they're getting information on the same page. So not that much differences, actually, yeah. Oh, so if yellow grows strong in Arkansas, it, it'll probably grow, be growing strong in in China and Oslo as well. Yes, for the high fashion. Um, uh, but again, <laughs> according to the, in the mid-price brand, it really depends on like, how much, how quick, how early, how late they're going to take the new trend. Yeah. But everybody, all the retailer is struggling at the one same thing, same problem. Is every new season, they try, they they want to repeat what it was selling for the last season, but they couldn't. So they sure. have to put right. a little bit of refreshness. Into but how much? How much the refreshness? Sometimes they couldn't make a decision, and they talk to professionals. So that's every retailer, every brand is facing. Yeah, you want to do something that really sell. Yeah. Well, can you give me give us an example of uh, one of the times when the the forecasters and and the designers in the industry really got it wrong? I mean, they they made the Edsel that they made. The, they all came out with. Some style that 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 uh, when they put it out there, no one wanted it. Just never caught on. It, I mean, that that must happen occasionally, right? Um, it's not that I'm arrogant say we never make anything wrong, but um, because it's not like a conclusion, black and white. As normally, when we predict a, a trend direction, for example, I make example for say we're going to say there's a trend as a future trend as a new luxury. 
The new luxury, which means、uh, simplicity with the luxury low, low profile kind of trend. And when we were going to introduce this trend, we actually, given this trend's background since 2007, when we have the first iPhone, how the phone was designed in a very sleek and simple concept. And we're going to update、right. the trend from 2007 until 2016, 17. So you, the, the customer actually s e e how the trend is blooming and grow. So it's not a right or wrong, it's a thing that's already happening. And how much you are going to take it is your decision, but things are happening. So it's not like we, we like it or not, but it's already there, it's here, it's blooming. So how、oh, much so, we're going to take it. And it's、yeah, sort of、so. an evolving. Yes, yes. So it's not like. Exactly. So, in other words, if there is a trend forecasting conclusion which is not based on any evidence or proof, then you shouldn't take it. It's very, very risky. Yes, that's what I think. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, Emily, I I want to go on so long, but I just, we're running out of time, but I, I want to ask just one final question here now, Ed. So, reveal to us. What is, what is the new major trend that、uh, we can look forward to in the world of dress and fashion right now? What, what is one of the most interesting new trends? There is a lot of trends. But,、um, but I want to remind everybody because everybody actually is a trendsetter. Whether you're buying actually will have an influence on the shop or the shop you're shopping, and they are going to continue. So you are actually contributing the trend.、Mm. So you are actually the trendsetter. Yeah. And for Yeah, exactly. Everybody thinks, oh, it must be because of the, it must be decided by the high fashion. I have nothing to do with that. No, your buying behavior and your buying choices definitely deciding what is going to be continued, what is not going to be continued. Yeah, so this is a, you, you actually have the power yeah, for everyone. Oh, that's, that's going to be fabulous. That's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I, I, you, you've given me a whole new sense of power, and you've given my wife, by the way, a terrible sense of fear that, that, that her husband is going to be、uh, in any way setting any kind of trend whatsoever. She cringes every time I go out of the house. So, what can I tell you? But, Emily. Thank you so much. I, I have learned、uh, quite a bit, and、um, I'll, I'll certainly try to dress better from now on, and realizing how important it is. So, thank you so much. You've given us a, a, a fabulous look at this industry, and I hope you'll be able to come back on、um, and uh, after help explain either.、Uh, the new clothes fashion or the new hair fashion, depending on who gets elected. And,、um, We will,、uh, we will have to have you back on. And again, I thank you so much for coming with us. Thank、today. you so much. I'm so glad to be here and Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right.、Uh, and as we round out today's feast、uh, on this All Saints Day, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said, Always borrow money from a pessimist. He'll never expect it back. <laughs> As a hint, this Irish playwright、uh, knew too well、uh, the importance of being earnest. Even though he died destitute, he died very happy in Paris. 
And if you know the author of this quote, simply scribble it down as you believe him or her to be and send that name right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, clothes may not make the man, but wearing some in most situations generally makes a better first impression. And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope that you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO uh, show as much as I have and as much as Emily Lewis enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>